Hello everybody, it is I, your friendly neighborhood INFP, and this video is going to be a bit of a buzzkill if you haven't been able to tell from the uh, title. Um, I felt compelled to uh, make this video. I don't know why I felt compelled to make this video, but it is such a, I want to say, integral part of what I went through. And I feel like maybe it will help. I don't know if it will, but I am just telling a bit of my story. Um, a story that I don't typically talk about. It is not the easiest subject unless somebody asks. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a little sobering for me as well. Um, I used to have depression. I used to have many, many, many years of depression. Not that I ever knew it because growing up as a Christian and still a Christian, the one thing was, is that we can't have depression. It was some weird teaching or thing that essentially stated that if you have depression and you're a Christian, then there's something that's not right between you and God. So I never wanted to admit I had depression. I never wanted to accept I had depression. I never wanted to even exercise the thought of having depression while simultaneously, if I had ever any gone to any doctor whatsoever, I would have been told I had depression. And the other thing was is that I had seen other kids, other teenagers, people my age who had depression and they'd be on these antidepressants and they'd be worse off then if they didn't have those antidepressants, I'm like, I I don't want to go through that. I That's not me. That can't be me. I refuse to accept it. And for the longest time I did, which didn't help because later on more suicidal thoughts would come and... Um, with a great more frequency than before. And... So, to put it in perspective as to how long I slipped in and out of depression or had a, like, length of depression, I'm not entirely sure here, but I want to say from at least my teenage years to my late 20s, I had some form of depression or another. And I remember throughout all of those years... There would be days where I would, so you're, I'm talking like over 10 years, I would be questioning whether or not to commit suicide. It is not a happy thing to admit to. It is not a proud thing to admit to, but it is often something that comes along with depression, so... There it is. And I would be, there would be days where I would just go through the motions and 
I would either feel a strong sense of apathy or I would feel all these emotions all at once that I did not know what to do with, know how to explain, know how to deal with them, which also caused a kind of attitude that came out of it. And it was, there was no middle ground. It was either a full sense of apathy or all the emotions all at once, nothing in between. That was my life. And sure, I got along with people and was able to be nice and all that. What a lot of people don't seem to realize about people with depression is that they're really good at faking it. They're really good at putting on masks. They're really good at hiding their their internal struggle. Like, they're really good at just not showing others, even their closest friends, their closest families, that they have depression. It's, it's not a thing they'll do. It's not a thing they want to do. Some people will go and seek help, and if help is something you need to do, by all means, go seek it, go talk to someone, go get a therapist, counselor, doctor, whatever it takes, because I was miserable. I was extraordinarily miserable. And if I were to think as to what led to those moments, being told to um, essentially block out my feelings probably didn't help. Uh, Being told to ignore people probably didn't help. Being told the wrong things in general probably didn't help. And... When that's the guidance you have, you don't realize how that can affect you. Like, as an INFP, feelings, values, morals is a big part as to who we are as people. It's a big part as to who I am as a person. Um, And I was told to lock all of that away. I was told to let nobody see it. I was told to keep it to myself. And... Like, reading back on my old poems, I know I joke about it, but, like, I understand why teachers were considerably worried when they read some of them. Because they were just, they were dark, they were depressing, they were just like, oh my goodness, even I, right now, can't believe I wrote them. So... That was just my teenage years. It didn't help, like, didn't help in my 20s where I was kind of aimless. I didn't know what direction to go or whatever. I didn't have a, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I just never knew how. And it's still something I kind of struggle with. But it was, I felt a little bit aimless, but not in the way of not knowing what to do or any of that. But, like... Who I was as a person. I didn't know who I was as a person. Um, I knew who I was, but I didn't know who I was, if that makes sense. I There was some answer, something that like I was searching for that I was not getting. And it was making me more miserable. 
and more depressed and entering into a greater sense of apathy and then dealing with all the other stuff and just like a constant bombardment of so many things just let me to not care about anything um it was not the It wasn't the nicest of times, to put it lightly. Um, then when I moved to the greater Vancouver area, there would be times we have a thing here called sky trains. And sky trains are essentially like your subways, except they're usually in the air, so to speak, as in like they're in pillars and you're going above the traffic instead of below the traffic. And so I would be on the platforms waiting for the SkyTrain to come on and I would just be looking at the tracks and I'd be like, what if I just, what if I just took that one step? Would anybody really, would it matter if I just, if I just ended it all? If I just stepped off of this platform, would it matter these would be questions i would frequently have um because i just i wanted it all to end and the thing that kept me going was oddly enough my morals and values that said no this isn't this isn't right you're stronger than this you can get through this just take it a day at a time just just go you can handle this don't think about it, just just go and do your thing. And this is also the point, at one point, I there was this realization and I was like kind of praying to God to help me and there was this kind of realization that my friends perhaps weren't the best because I always argued with them and I didn't have like I couldn't find the person I wanted to be I didn't find couldn't find the person who I wanted to understand I couldn't find what I wanted to understand and so I would just be there and in anguish really that's the best way I can describe it and I'd be praying and I'd be like, something has to end. So I got rid of uh, the friends I just left. Um, I guess you could kind of call it a uh, fire repulsion switch, which fire repulsion switch. It's a term that Heidi Pre coined anyways. Uh, it's where you essentially turn your back on whatever it is that goes against your morals and you never accept it ever again. Um, which can include your friends and all of that. And so I got rid of that or them. I got rid of the group. I left the group. I was gone and I didn't talk to my friends at all. I was just gone. I, I went and I never talked to those friends ever again. 
Um, except I think briefly when I sent an apology late one night to one of them. Um, but that was about it. And that was like years after I had left the group. And then this was also the period of time when I started discovering Heidi Preeb's work on Thought Catalog and other people's work. And I started to join the MBTI groups on Facebook. I don't know what spurred me on to join them, but I was getting huge into MBTI um, because there was information there that I had been craving for over 10 years that I was just soaking up. And I was just, like, consuming absolutely everything I could to understand about myself, the people around me, how other people are. And then I went on to go on to, like, some of the Tumblr MBTI groups, and I consumed even more. And so I kept consuming. I wanted the information i craved the information it was giving me that infp like understanding that i was looking for and i noticed that after i gotten rid of those friends after i stopped arguing after i started understanding myself better after i came to a level of acceptance um kind of like in the five stages of grief although i don't exactly know what i would have been grieving over um but I got to that stage of acceptance and MBTI was a big proponent of that. It was what helped me reach that level of being able to accept myself, to be able to get into a new system, to be able to go and just be who I am. It gave me that, I guess you could say, permission to do so. Um, when I wasn't getting any answers anywhere else. It was there in the cognitive functions. It was there even in the dichotomy. It was there just anywhere I would consume it. It was there that helped me grow, become better, and... For the first time in I don't know how many years after I started to do that. Like, and I don't know what led to that point. But in the first time in I don't know how many years. I started to. Feel like I was alive, if that makes sense. Um, I started to feel like I was a human, I suppose. I started to feel like I was my own person. I started to understand who I was as my own person. And it led me to, as you guys obviously can see, to be extraordinarily passionate about MBTI. Um, and I'm a very, very, very strong advocate for it. It's why I can't see it as a uh, Barnum effect or something that's like astrology or any of that kind of stuff because of the profound impact it had on me. And I feel like God 
led me to that place where I would be able to heal. And since then, luckily enough, um, throughout the healing process that I had been going through and have been going through and like the understandings of everything that it takes, luckily I've, I have not had any suicidal thoughts. I haven't had those same feelings of apathy. I've had a bit more life into me. I have had a better understanding of the emotions. Emotions aren't hitting me all at once. Um, I have a general understanding where I didn't before. And it just, it helped. Now, I'm not saying that this will help other people who are probably going through their own things. It's just I felt that maybe my story could be relatable to somebody or somebody could relate to my story or something because for some weird reason I felt extremely compelled to make this video. And so... Here it is. That is essentially my story as to why I am such a big supporter of MBTI and personality types versus other things, I guess, um, which is probably why I want to take MBTI so far because of the impact it had on me. Anyways, that is the video, and uh, next time should be something a lot more happier. With that being said, I've been your host, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye!